the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. I'm Milton Glick, and that's exactly what we do. We get you caught up with the people, the organizations that are making San Antonio a better place to live. Our guest today, one of my favorite folks to talk to, Lisa Norwood, Public Relations and Outreach Manager with the City of San Antonio's Animal Care Services. And we've got some important topics to discuss, and we've got some ways that you can get involved. Uh, we're going we're gonna to improve your life through two different programs that we'll talk about, too. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I enjoy having you on every time. So this is great. And, um, you know, beforehand, uh, before we got and started doing the show, we talked about different topics. And I think you're right. And that is that people are getting kind of complacent about the heat. Uh, talk a little bit about how that relates with, with their pets. Well, you know what's so crazy about that is, you know, here we are at the tail end of of summer, which is typically the hottest time of the year, you know, here in San Antonio. So when we talk about, you know, folks getting complacent with, you know, another day, another triple-digit, you know, temperature, now's not the time. It just really isn't the time, and it impacts our pets so very much, Um, you know, everything from making sure that they're getting shade, they're getting shelter, that they have fresh water, um, to ensuring that uh, you're not keeping them, uh, you know, in the back of your pickup or, you know, in your car. Even little things, seemingly little things, like walking your dog, this heat can really impact your pet and in some cases, um, even even hurt them very greatly and make them have to go to to a veterinarian or an emergency clinic. Yeah, that that just it 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 shocks me that people don't think okay, well, and and that you know it's it's hot. I I don't want to be outside, uh, but yeah, they're they'll they'll let their pets stay out there, or they'll they'll walk them on the hot sidewalk, and yeah, that you can you can have real problems. The um, are you seeing? Any sort of uh, increase in uh, people reporting um, animals being left out without shade, without water? Unfortunately, we are. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, we are, Milton. We've actually seen over the course of the, the summer about a 26% increase in calls uh, about pets not having you know, all of the things that they need to stay safe from the heat, you know, the, the water, the shelter, the, the shade, um, pets that are being uh, tethered outside just, you know, across the board with no escape, you know, from the sun. So unfortunately, we have seen that 26% increase in those types of calls and even seen a couple of dogs die as a result. Um, one of the things that we've seen that seems 
common sense, Milton, but unfortunately we've got to have these reminders all the time, has to do with pets and cars. You know, a lot of people want to take their pet with them everywhere. (laughs) And that includes places like, you know, the grocery, or maybe they're going down to the river walk. Maybe they're going to the mall. We've even seen pets locked in cars at some of our local tourist attractions, Mm, you know, different theme parks. Absolutely. And it's just, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Um, It's something that we strongly encourage people not to do and for them to understand that, you know, even if you have a shaded parking spot, it's really little to no protection from from a sunny day and from the heat that can build up in your car. You know, think, Milton, about, you know, getting off of work, going out to your car to, you know, start that drive home. Sometimes the... Um, the steering wheel is so hot you can't even touch it. Yep. So it's you know, a- and, and and you you put on the AC, of course. You know, you, you crank it, and that <laughs> that uh, air that comes out initially, it's hot. Yeah, it's it's like oven hot. Yes. So yeah, absolutely, it's like oven hot. So you can imagine how hot it is inside a vehicle, even with that window cracked just a little bit. In as little as 10 minutes, it can reach over 100, deg- 100 degrees rather inside your car. And with these triple-digit temperatures that we're having, that's just on the outside. Imagine how hot it can get inside your vehicle. Yeah, and I'm guessing, you know, I'm not a veterinarian. Uh, I don't even play one on the radio. But I'm <laughs> guessing that the, the cooling systems that dogs have probably don't work efficiently, if at all, when the air is 100 degrees or more. Yeah, and you hit the nail on their head. You know, our our pets cool off differently than we do. And so one of the things that I think is really impactful, a a veterinarian uh, told this to me one time, and I just thought, you know what, that's a visual I think that people can understand. When you or I are walking in the heat You know, we can fan our faces, maybe take a cool drink of water, but our pets are walking on all fours. Their little pads are akin to us walking with bare feet. But here's the other thing to think about. Their organs, the majority of their, their organs are closer to the ground where the heat rises than ours are that necessarily makes them heat up all that much quicker. Yeah. Never uh, mind the fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've got to mention the fur coat as well. Um, it's, it's really tough for our pets out there. And un- unfortunately, we still see people that just don't get it. And then I've heard you mention this plus you, uh, before, plus you mentioned it the last time we uh, did a show, and that was, there. Uh, first off, uh, these aren't just good ideas. There are actually ordinances in place uh, against leaving a dog in a car. Is that right? As, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what is an ordinance? You know, people hear the word ordinance and they think, oh, it's, you know, a... A tersely worded suggestion. No, that's actually a city language for a law. It is a law here in San Antonio that you cannot keep your pets locked up in a vehicle 
uh, during a day in which they could possibly succumb to, to heat stroke. It is against the law for dogs to ride unsecured in the back of pickup trucks. Yeah, it's, that's that's a big one here in Texas, yep, and unfortunately, sure we've seen it uh, a number of times here in San Antonio, um, where we'll have a dog, you know, in the back of a a pickup truck, in the back of a a pickup truck bed. Well, what's the back of that pickup truck bed? It's it's metal. Yeah. Are and you? even if you've got, you know, a, a liner, you're still talking about something that is constructed out of metal. Um, so you've got the same threat of heat stroke. You've got the same threat of burned paws and the possibility of accidental falls, you know, in transport. So bad plan and against the law here in San Antonio. You know, in fact, one of the things that people don't know, Milton, is with dogs that we find that are locked in vehicles, if we cannot quickly, very quickly, within a matter of minutes, identify who owns that vehicle and get them to open that vehicle to give the pet the water, the respite, maybe even medical care that they need, both animal care officers and law enforcement officers have the legal right to bash in a window to yeah. get that pet that's in distress. Yeah, I was wondering what your suggestion was going to be. So let's say um, we could pick a place. We'll, we'll pick an HEB. So okay. uh, I, I've parked my car and I'm walking uh, over into the HEB. And sure enough, I see there is a, a, a dog in a car, windows cracked a smidge. We'll, we'll give them some something for maybe they tried a little bit but incorrectly and with, with the wrong – with yeah, with the wrong knowledge. But um, – so what should you do now? Or what should I do if I see that? Um, what's, what's the first thing that, that we would say is, you know, you're, you're in a grocery store parking lot. Um, you know that by virtue of the fact that you're, you know, in a big retail strip center, that you're going to be able to go into, uh, into a store. They can make an announcement that, you know, that there is um, a vehicle that somebody needs to come out to. So they can make an announcement to find the owner of that vehicle. First thing, obviously, make sure that you get the make and model of the car, okay. a license plate number. But check on the pet. Does the pet seem like it's in distress? That's when you need to obviously ramp it up a notch. Of course, make sure that you're going inside and doing what you can to, to find the owner of the vehicle but also call 311. Oh, wow. Okay. Call 311, let them know that there is an animal in distress in that vehicle, and they will do one of two things. They will either route animal care services if we're on patrol in the area can get there, or they can even route a San Antonio police officer to if they can get there quicker. Again, time is of the essence um, now. A lot of people uh, will tell us, you know, well, I'm just going to go ahead, and if I see something like that, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to break the window myself, you know, to try and get that pet out. And while we appreciate the urgency and absolutely understand the sentiment, just be warned that there is the possibility that you could face charges yeah. for that property damage. That's something that only animal care officers 
and our law enforcement can do legally. Well, that's why I, I didn't know about the 311. I, I, I suspected that you probably shouldn't do this yourself. Uh, and yeah, you should, should go into the HEB. But that's interesting about dialing 311 to get somebody. Uh, and I'm guessing they, they, can, they can actually help you guide it from there, too. Absolutely. Yeah, give you guidance. And, you know, 311, which is, of course, our customer service line for the city of San Antonio, they act as our, our dispatch for animal care services. So, you know, those folks over there are great, and they have all of the information, and they certainly have a direct line to our um, our officers who are out in the field and can make sure that we get one there as quickly as possible. And if that's not something that's going to happen as quickly as need be, then again, we can also get, you know, a San Antonio police officer there as well. Lisa, here's a weird question. Lisa Norwood is our guest, public relations and outreach manager with the city of San Antonio and animal care services. Um, what does your gut tell you? Okay, so not, not, let's take that other situation where you see a pet that's in a backyard uh, and there, there's no shade or there's just there's, and there's no water. Do you think people uh, are – do you get more calls with people being overly protective or do you feel like that people uh, just err on the side of, oh, I'm sure it's not nothing. I'm just going to leave it alone. I don't want to cause trouble. You know, uh, I, I think that people uh, overwhelmingly um, – feel, you know, that they need to, to do something. And um, it, it's tough because, you know, you we can understand uh, the compassion that people have and certainly the urgency uh, to do something if they come across uh, a pet that seems like it's in need uh, of medical care or in need, uh, period, you know, in, in a backyard uh, or at somebody's house. But we like to try and encourage people to think of it this way. Um, if, if you, Milton, decide that, uh, you know, you believe that this animal is not being taken care of properly, and so you make the decision that you're going to um, somehow get that pet away from the situation, you have indeed gotten that pet presumably out of the situation. You know, maybe you go onto the property and you take the pet or you um, you give the pet some sort of, um, you know, food, water, medical care to, you know, remedy the situation that you find them in. But what you haven't done is you haven't given the person who put that pet in that situation to begin with accountability. Mm-hmm. And that's something that only animal care services or law enforcement can do. And so when we do have situations like that where we have a good Samaritan that sees the situation and takes the initiative to remedy the situation on their own in whichever way um, they think is, is right, it really, uh, it really prevents any additional law enforcement from holding the person who put that pet in the situation accountable. It basically eliminates our ability to move forward on a case because at the end of the day, if Milton decides, well, I'm going to trespass onto this property and I'm going to take this pet out of what I think is a cruel situation, you have removed that pet 
from the cruel situation, but you have also removed what is legally evidence. Yeah. So we cannot move forward on a case. So it's a tough call. Uh, you know, on one hand, uh, you know, the, the, the pet is presumably uh, put into a better situation. On the other hand, you know, you have now opened yourself up to a possible trespassing charge, a possible theft charge. You know, in the state of Texas, pets are considered property. You know, like it or yeah. not, I don't think it's, you know, the, the best thing, but that is legally what pets are considered. They're considered property. And we do have good Samaritans that will go onto somebody else's property and take their pet because they mm. feel like they can give the pet a better life, remedy a situation. And it, it really puts us in a tough spot because now this person has broken the law and uh, stolen someone's property, perhaps trespassed in you know, or damaged their property, you know, their fencing, et cetera, and so on while they were doing so. And we don't really have a lot of recourse in terms of holding the person that put that pet like that to begin with uh, accountable. So it's a a tough call. It's a really tough call. And it's um, certainly a decision that uh, is made by um, some some heads that are wiser than mine, um, because unfortunately it does occur. So is that is that also a three one one call? Absolutely. Okay, if you good. See a, a pet, yeah, yeah. If you see a pet that um, you believe is is being neglected, uh, that doesn't have food, water, shelter, uh, if heaven forbid somebody's actively hurting that pet, mm. absolutely. Call 311, let them know that you are witnessing animal cruelty, and those calls will be forwarded to our officers, dispatched to our officers to handle accordingly. We're going to switch gears, Lisa. Lisa Norwood is our guest, Public Relations and Outreach Manager with the City of San Antonio's Animal Care Services. There are a couple things you want to talk about, too, which is great. One is foster care, and one is the Doggy Day Out, the Shelter Paws program. Which one you want to focus on first? Well, let's let's talk about fostering first. Okay. Uh, fostering is, um, we like to call it temporary pet parenting. Um, you know, Milton, you're a busy guy, right? You're a busy mm-hmm. guy. And maybe you just don't have the bandwidth to take on another pet. Okay, you can still give back. Anybody, no matter how busy they are, can still give back to not just animal care services, but all of the shelters throughout San Antonio, all of the rescues throughout San Antonio who help uh, pets here in our community so much. So here's what fostering is. Fostering is basically taking a pet a dog, a cat, maybe some puppies or a kitten, into your home temporarily. Many foster programs, including animal care services, will actually give you all of the supplies that you need. That's one of the first things that we hear is, oh, man, I'd love to do that, but, mm, you know, I just, I don't have the extra money to be buying, you know, food and toys and a crate and all of that stuff. I just, I just don't have the extra income. We get it. That's why we provide all of those things free of charge. Yeah. Say you've got a kitten that um, maybe got hurt and just needs a quiet place to relax and heal. 
we would provide the veterinary care as well. So really, at the end of the day, the foster is just opening up their home, hopefully their heart, to a, a pet that's in need. And the great thing about the foster program is when we say temporary, we mean temporary. You know, this is not something you're signing up for, you know, a year-long temporary foster. It could be as little as a couple of days. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that I think a lot of people don't don't think about, but it is a huge help uh, to the animals here at the shelter, not just because it's giving them a place where they can learn how to be pets, but it's also a respite. Mm-hmm. You know, a shelter is great. Um, a shelter can provide um, some measure of, of sanctuary and certainly medical care and, you know, oversight, food, water, a safe place to be, but it's not a home. It's not a home. And so many of the dogs and cats that come into animal care services don't know how to be pets. <laughs> you know, it sounds yeah. strange, but they don't know how to be pets. Maybe they've been on the streets for a long time. Maybe they've never had a family or a guardian that actually treated them like a member of the family. And so they just don't know how to be pets. Our foster program lets them do that. And it lets them do that in what's basically a shelter without walls. Yeah. That's a great uh, way to put it. If uh, Now, if Lisa, people want more information on the foster care program, they just go to the website? They can go to our website, or they can check out this direct link to our foster application. It's S-A-A-C-S dot info backslash foster. S-A-A-C-S dot info backslash foster. And if you didn't get that, uh, just call me here at the station and I'll be happy to to get that information for you and help you make that connection because they do make a big difference uh, to uh, in terms of providing respite for the shelter, uh, but mainly for the animals to, to help them as well. Um, well, let's do this too. We have about four minutes left. Let's talk about shelter paws. What is that? much fun. That's what that is. So <laughs> Shelter Paws is basically a doggy day out. Uh, it's basically like a little uh, respite from the shelter that's an even shorter time period than a foster. Let's say you're super duper busy, but you've got a free afternoon. You can come to Animal Care Services, check out some of our Shelter Paws dogs, and take them out for the day. Maybe you had, you know, a few errands to run where you were going to go to the park, maybe get in a quick walk, some exercise. Perhaps you were going to go to Lowe's, had to, you know, buy some plants or some lumber. One of our shelter dogs can go with you. Oh, wow. And they absolutely love it. Um, It gives them a break from being here at the shelter, being, you know, in their kennel. And it helps those pets be more visible in the community. That's smart. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to give you a leash that says adopt me. Uh, a lot of times people will stop and say, oh, hey, you know, what What do you got going there? You know, you've got a dog that's up for adoption. What's that all about? So a lot of times when our pets uh, are out on their shelter paws uh, outings, they get a lot of notice. A lot of people are checking them out, and uh, a lot of them also get 
adopted. That's pretty cool. And so what do you have to do for to be part of that? Really easy. Just sign up um, with Animal Care Services. You can uh, go on our website, get the application for foster paw, excuse me, for shelter paws, <laughs> and they'll introduce you to the dogs that are ready to go out. That that is that's that sounds like fun actually, uh, and do people kind of um, because uh, I don't know how quickly the, the dogs will move in and out uh, from shelter to home, but do they say okay? I've really kind of developed a relationship with uh, Sparky over there, so yeah, every Thursday I'm going to go take Sparky to the park until Sparky's we, adopted. Absolutely, we do have um, some of our our lucky shelter paws dogs that get to go out on the regular because they've become a favorite, you know, of one of our Shelter Paws volunteers. Um, We like to think that we'll have Shelter Paws dogs that are just so incredibly lovable that our Shelter Paws volunteers will actually adopt them after their first interaction. Uh, (laughs) It's happened before. Um, You know, more than anything else, the Shelter Paws dogs really, really enjoy just being around people. Sometimes people will come and get a shelter paws dog, and they don't go to the park. They don't, you know, go um, up and down the aisles at at Home Depot. They just go and hang out at somebody's house on the couch. Wow. And the dogs absolutely love it. Again, it's about getting these uh, dogs ready to be pets, and this allows them to do it in a fun way. Really cool program. Okay, Lisa, we just have a minute. So uh, tell folks again how to get in touch with uh, Animal Care Services and uh, and learn all about and what you do and all the different programs you have because you have a tremendous amount. We could do three or four shows and, and we, still not we touch absolutely them. could. Your best bet is to go to saacs.net. SAACS.net. You can check out all of our different programs, all of the different resources that we have for pet owners and would-be pet owners. All of it's on there on our website. Okay. Uh, Lisa Norwood has been our guest, Public Relations and Outreach Manager with the City of San Antonio's Animal Care Services. Lisa, thanks for making time to be a part of the show today. We always, like I said, always enjoy talking to you. Great Thanks for having us on. You bet. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. I'm Milton Glick. You keep it tuned right here and join us next week as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.